0: Welcome everyone back to the podcast. So today uh it's only gonna be me and Trevor. Uh is out with uh uh just got his braces, so he's taking a couple of days off. Upper uh, body injury. Yeah, yes, upper body injury. <laughs> um so today we're gonna run through uh yesterday's free agent frenzy um from different perspectives. Uh we'll touch on the draft, uh, because just there's just been a lot of stuff that we've missed. We haven't done an episode in a week. So we'll start um we'll start in Toronto. Uh, the Leafs inked uh Peter Morazic to a three-year, $3.8 million deal. Um as a Leafs fan, I was actually very uh very happy with this uh with this deal. I thought that it that it complemented uh Jack Campbell well, and I didn't think they overpaid as much.
1: It's a good tandem goalie. Very good
0: tandem goalie. You got, uh
1: what, two goalies making a combined like what like six million? So
0: maybe, it probably less, something like that. Um I think Jack
1: Campbell's making like one seven or one eight.
0: Uh, I think I think it's like one six five something something like that. that yeah. So so, so it's like not
1: that bad for a it's tandem.
0: It's really not that bad. Peter Mrazek consistently has been a very good tandem goalie. Um, uh, the Leafs the, the Leafs needed someone to replace Freddie Anderson in in some capacity. Um, seeing as um, seeing as that he lost they lost him sadly. Um,
1: we'll get to Carolina later we'll get to carolina later. <laughs>
0: um so uh so Peter morasic deal I'm a, I'm a really big fan. I like him. Uh he's been a consistent he's been a consistent tandem goalie his entire career where is it? Yes, uh 3 yeah, 3.8 million uh for 3 years. Consistent guy. I think he's going to work well with Jack Campbell and I think that uh and I think that the, the Leafs that this tandem uh where it scares me is cuz the Leafs a few years ago had two goalies that weren't starters or that were not consistent starters as their tandem in Bernier and Reimer. And that didn't go well at all. So that's where that scares me a little bit. However, I i do like this. Uh, I, I do like this pickup from Dubas and uh, and, and I think it's going to work out.
1: Yeah, I think it's a, it's a solid pickup. You got two goalies who you probably don't want to start 50, 55 games, but if you can get them both starting you know, around 40 games, that's, that should work.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, they also picked up Curtis Gabriel, who's a, a local boy, big tough guy. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, he'll be able to help out in that sense. Then they signed David Camp, who I did not know a lot about. Was not sure why they signed them to two years at a million and a half AAV. When I saw that, I was like, I was like, I, I'm one. It's 1.5 altogether, right? No, no, it's 1.5 AAV. Okay, um, I, I I was confused, but when I saw his sort of underlying numbers and what he brings, I, I liked him a little more because the Leafs have never had a a true centerman on the penalty kill, and apparently that's what his specialty is: is penalty kill winning yeah, faceoffs. No,
1: no offense. No offense. No offense, but he'll provide defense. He Which, be, he'll make sure you don't lose anything in terms of he brings a pretty strong defensive game, not going any offense, but that's okay as a fourth line center.
0: Exactly. Honestly. And <laughs> do I expect him to score one goal? No, that was probably just the fact that Chicago was just bad at scoring and just some dumb luck, but I, I, I expect him to play a real big part on the penalty kill hopefully knowing the Leafs knowing the Leafs still put out like Matthews Marner and Nylander or the PK, because that's just what they do. Um, I, I, but I do, I do expect him to play a lot on the PK with uh, maybe Kerfoot uh, putting in the steps of Zach Hyman when I'll, I'll get to Zach Hyman later. Um, but I, I, I looking back on it, did I think they paid a little, a little too much? Yes. Do I think he helps at the team? Yes. And and another thing that I want to point out is how many goals did uh, uh, Phil to know score in the playoffs?
1: Like, did he score like what one or two?
0: He scored one goal and just one, got a yeah, fat and it was
1: like and that was got, late in the playoffs too, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, it was. I think it was. I want to say game three or four of, like late of, of the Vegas? of the cup Vegas? final. Oh, no,
1: the final. it was the cup
0: final. Yeah. So it was game three or four of the cup final, and that was his only goal in the pl- in the playoffs. And this man just got a fat contract from the LA Kings of. How much was it? Six years at five point five.
1: Five and a half,
0: yeah. Six years at five point five. I, I don't. And now looking at that, it makes it, it, it makes this signing a little make a little bit more sense because like, I guess guys like that defensive centers are making that money now. I guess that's just what the market has entailed. Is that? Like, that's Jared just Ryan what the got a
1: similar is. deal from Edmonton. Uh,
0: yes. Derek Ryan so got that, something. That, we'll get to we'll get to Edmonton. Something's
1: going on yeah, there. But I'm saying like that's that's like a comparable contract. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sure. One two five is what Derek Ryan got. So slightly less yeah. than what uh, Camp that's got. It's a,
1: a comparable contract.
0: Um. So yes. Uh. The, so the Leafs didn't do a lot. They also didn't have a lot of money to spend. Michael uh, I, Bunting is another one. Michael Bunting is another one who I, uh, you said before. What what did he shoot last year? Like twenty six percent.
1: Twenty six percent. you thought not yeah,
0: that again. You're not yeah. going to do that again. But. Uh, but so I think
1: I, he provides some of the energy that you're losing from Zach Hyman.
0: Yes, uh, and and th- those are really the, the, the signings that the Leafs did. There were there were definitely depth depth signings that weren't that weren't tremendous or more tremendous that weren't um, incredible incredible guys. They were they filled holes. And I think that's okay. what the Leafs are doing, and Hold I do on. think I
1: just I, I just I just want to say with the Leafs is it weird that the signing I was, I mean, I'm not a Leafs fan by any means, but is it weird that the signing that the Leafs made that I was most excited about for them was Josh Hosang? I, uh, <laughs>
0: um, yes. The, the the Leafs did sign Josh Hosang to a PTO, which um, if you know, if you know the, the history of Josh Hosang, um, definitely has, has, has the reputation of having some character issues. I don't, I, I, I don't want to I don't want to read too much into that I but I want to I want to think that this guy's getting a fresh start, um maybe and if if he hey it's a PTO and if he proves himself he could he could be one of those guys that helps out uh, on on the offensive side.
1: And as far as like character issues goes, given what the PR shit show that's been going on for a while, if you're gonna take a chance on character issues, take a chance on Josh Hosang mm-hmm. those character issues aren't debilitating like yes. some of the other signings that have and drop picks that have just happened uh-huh.
0: so those so those are those are that from the Leafs perspective I do think there's another move brewing hopefully Thomas Tatar hopefully Thomas Tatar um maybe I, I'd even be okay with, with Alex with Alex Galchenyuk coming back but I hope it's Thomas Tatar and uh I think I think that's the um I I, I and that that's really where, where we stand when it comes to the Leafs
1: Is Brandon now God signed yet
0: no, he has not, which I wouldn't, I would not be, I'd not be against um, Brand Sod coming towards the Leafs. Uh, now we get to the Vancouver Canucks.
1: They uh, signed a whole lot of people yesterday. Uh,
0: I want to start with the, the OEL trade because we haven't gotten to that. Um, right. So the Canucks sent all their bad contracts for one big contract and Connor Garland. And also the first the first round pick uh, in this past in this draft that just happened, and
1: a second next year, and a
0: second next year. So how how is how are the Canucks fans? How are you uh, taking that trade?
1: I love Connor Garland. I do too. I'll start with that. Connor Garland's amazing. That contract that got him on, perfectly reasonable five by four point nine five. The Canucks forward group, I love it. Their forward group, like they're they have three legitimate lines and your fourth line they just re-signed brandon sutter who was bad as a third liner at four point whatever but he's good as a fourth liner at one mil um their four core like they added jason dickinson who's a good third line center um they added connor garland who um also maybe allows bo Horvat. the yeah, addition of jason dickinson as like a defensive third line center also maybe allows bo Horvat to actually play not Really tough matchup, so he can produce offensively. Um, you put those two together, Garland and Horvat. That's that's fun. Uh, their four core I love, and I think their four core could do a lot of damage. Dasher Demko's great. Uh, they signed Jarl Halak, who's he's a he's a backup. That's fine. Um, the D core is just tough. Uh,
0: what I'm gonna say, I don't understand why they brought back Travis Ham- Hamanick. Especially to two years. I,
1: yeah, that. I think that's the Quinn Hughes thing. You need somebody to play with Quinn Hughes. Um, Hammack did it last year. He wasn't amazing with him last year, but I mean, Hammack had a tough year. Um, I don't know whether he deserved that much money based on what he did last year, coming off a of one-year, one-point, like five million-dollar contract. But I mean, he's a capable player. Um, I don't know if I want him playing on my top pair with Quinn Hughes. Like, I like the fit with Quinn Hughes, kind of. I don't necessarily like that Travis Hammond. That means Travis Hammond is playing 22 minutes a night. Yeah. Uh, the thing with OEL, um, that contract is one of the worst in the league. It's bad. It's They retained – Arizona retained about a million, so he's 7-2-6 he's for – six more years uh it goes, off the, it
0: goes off the page at cat friendly and yeah so six, 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 years, years. six years uh
1: that i mean jim benning thinks he's the number one defense still i don't know what he's saw and seen in the last four years um but albert van larsen i don't think he'll be as bad as he was in arizona mm-hmm. i don't think he'll live up to his contract in any way shape or form and it's just going to get worse but I do think there is a legitimate NHL defenseman in Oliver Ekman Larson for at least another couple of years.
0: Uh, I, I do too. And I think I think that when it comes to... I thought that that's who they were going to plan to pl- pair with Quinn Hughes. But if if we bring back Travis Hamannick, I think it makes a little more sense because he's a right shot. Um, yeah. So Tucker Pullman. Tucker Pullman was weird. Uh, I just want to get back to OEL for one second. Who Who's going to play with Tyler Myers? Like...
1: Myers or they might have play him with Pullman in their shutdown role, which is a I, I, little worrying but
0: that see that's um, worrying because I don't I don't like a 7.26 million dollar defense as my shutdown defenseman.
1: That's but if wor- it takes pressure off if it takes pressure off Quinn Hughes and gives him better matchups, maybe that's a good thing. Okay.
0: all right uh, Tucker Pullman was four years at uh, two, 2 five. Uh, two five. Um, I'm
1: going to be honest, I didn't know who he was until yesterday. Oh, he was um, on
0: the Jets. I, re- I remember hating him on the Jets when, he, when the Leafs played I, him a couple I, times. I
1: didn't know, I really didn't know much about Tucker Pullman. Apparently he played with Josh Morrissey.
0: Yeah.
1: and In a matchup role, and a lot of that tanked a lot of his underlying numbers. Um, he's a guy who produces zero offense, <laughs> decent defensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the thing, the Canucks, they have all their left shot defensemen are puck movers in Hughes, Ekman, Larson, and their third pairing guy right now is probably Jack Rathbone, who's a fourth round pick in 2017.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and he's a, he's a pure puck moving defenseman. So now on the right side, they're like, okay, we have all these left shot guys who can move the puck. We need guys on the right side who can play defense. Mm-hmm. And uh, the problem with Tyler Myers is he can't. Um, but... Then you've they added guys like Hamonic and Pullman. I I think the rationale is we're going to get bigger and better defensively on the back end. Although I question the term on Tucker Pullman.
0: On Tucker, yeah, I I I was thinking that too. See, yes, the term is a little long, but like I mean the cap hits a little like this this contract um, uh this contract, it reminds me of something. The Leafs, I remember the Leafs signed Matt Martin years ago five years ago it's this exact same contract and i remember even being like and matt martin's a completely different player but i'm like that's a long time like that's a long time um i i i i, I like some of the moves the canucks made there were a couple of head scratchers though they i did not think
1: a whole bunch of depth
0: yes um i didn't think uh, I, don't, I don't think jim went as crazy as people thought he was going to Thank uh <laughs> um uh what was the quote where he's like we plan to be we plan to be aggressive in free agency something like that um
1: i mean he had an aggressive offseason he traded for oliver ekman larson Uh, he basically all his moves from what i'm seeing is he's trying to save his ass yes because he moved out all this stuff that if he just waited out this year um, um next year their cap situation looks so much better But he kind of went, I need to make the playoffs to save my job. So he moved out all the guys with one year left, picked up a fat contract in Oliver Eckman Larson. Who can can play?
0: Um, Okay. See, the thing is, Oliver Eckman Larson can play. Erickson, Beagle, and Roussel were all just not guys who could play.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, But it's one of those things where I think, even the Holtby buyout is something where he could have just played that out this year, um, but he. Value this year's cap space more than next year's cap space. Um, and because I think he knows that if things don't go right this year, it's not his problem.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, although you look at the forward group, uh, their fourth line, correct fourth line is Mott Sutter, Matthew Highmore, who make a combined 3.075 million, which is about the cost of one J Beagle. So that's something.
0: Yeah. Which is about the cost <laughs> of, of one j Beagle, which makes which makes sense. Um, this is also the last year of the uh, Roberto Luongo cap recapture penalty, uh, which yeah, uh, but which is nice.
1: Next year, it's basically going to almost feel like it's still there because of the Vretenar buyout, Hopey buyout, and likely Halak bonuses.
0: Halak bonuses. I thought it was only. Yeah. Is it only one year for one and uh,
1: a half? Uh, for this tier plus 1.5 million in bonuses and if he reaches Mm. those and the Canucks are a cap team they go to next year's cap
0: okay oh man
1: Canucks legend Luke Shen and Leafs legend Luke Shen
0: and Leafs legend hey he was here first he was okay
1: here's okay he's a fan favorite in Vancouver I will say that
0: all right here's the thing about Luke Shen when it comes to the Leafs Luke Shen had all of the tools and the Leafs completely didn't develop him, develop him properly. He was picked fifth overall. Uh, I'm pretty sure behind Petrangelo, uh, Bogosian, someone else, and Steven Stamkos. He was yeah, picked
1: fifth. Took Cody Hogson that year, so. Oh, my God. Patton. So... Uh,
0: I re- I remember Cody Hogson was the, ne- the next biggest thing, and he never panned out, which sucked for, which sucked for the sucks I
1: them for Zach Cassian
0: one, yeah. one. Um. So, on the Luke Shen front, he was just not developed properly. He um, he was put in. He was thrown to the wolves by. I'm pretty sure it was Brian Burke at the time. It might have been someone else. I think it was Cliff Fletcher actually. Um, and that's how he just wasn't developed. If, if if he spent a year in the in WHL and then went to the NHL, I think I think he would have been. I think he would have been fine. But unfortunately, the Leafs just didn't develop him properly. And that and hey, Luke Shen. Luke Shen has won two Stanley Cups, and I'll never take that away from him. Yeah. One of those Stanley Cups he actually really played in. Um, yeah. So good for, good for Luke Shen. He's going, he's going to Vancouver. Um,
1: he's coming home. He's a BC boy.
0: He's a BC. Yeah. he's a BC boy. Okay. So I think, uh, I think that's it on Vancouver. Uh, now yeah. we're going to go to the big story, which is the Montreal Canadians. So we're going to, we're going to move to, uh, the draft and the huge oh. story that came with the Montreal Canadiens. Um, the Montreal Canadiens decided to um, draft uh, defenseman Logan Mayhew uh, 31st overall, I believe. Um, and Mayu had publicly had a story come out of a um, incident with him in Sweden where he shared a, um, <clears throat> excuse me, he, he shared a, uh, a photo of him in a consensual sexual uh, sexual experience with a young woman where uh, there was no consent given by this woman. Now then the story comes out. I believe it was I believe it was Katie Strang. Might have been someone else, but I believe it was Katie Strang who uh, sent out this this story. And then may you release a statement asking NHL teams to not draft him and I um I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read the I'm not gonna read the, the, the statement but it was it was basically something along the lines of I have not matured enough to be in the NHL and I please ask the NHL and NHL GMs not to draft me. Which I I, I thought that you could renounce your rights in the NHL because all other leagues can do that, but not the NHL, because because I guess that's that's how it works. Um, And then on draft night, the Montreal Canadiens decided to draft him in the first round. Um, Full disclosure, I did not watch this pick. I only saw the backlash and the reaction afterwards because I was just coming back from a trip. But once I saw all of this, my reaction was just, "What, what, what are you accomplishing here, Montreal? What are you even trying to do here?" And then, um, there's just too many. Like, I where where this where this gets me so so angry is like, have we learned nothing in this sport? Have we learned nothing in this in this world to give people like like this second chances? And I think that's what's really, uh, really terrible in this situation.
1: Like, I think it's, it's one thing to, let's say he doesn't get drafted this year and he takes all the right steps over the next year and somebody takes him in the 2022 draft. Then I think there's at least an avenue there where you're like, okay, he's at least proven that he's taking these steps and he's, learning from this situation, but like he faced no repercussions here. He's a first round pick. And if you're talking about somebody, you know, facing repercussions for what they've done and like taking responsibility and all this stuff, he wasn't punished. Like he, he got what fined or whatever in Sweden, he, he got charged, um, whatever. But like in terms of his hockey future, he didn't get punished.
0: Not at all. He was given he was given a he was given a um, uh, he, he was given he was given being a first a first round pick. He was on he was honestly rewarded by being a first round
1: pick. And oh, for Montreal, like I know they're saying that I, I believe this that other teams would have taken him in the second round mm-hmm. um, because hockey and hockey culture has so much has so far to go and this that's So
0: far to go. Like, okay, but, so if you say like if you say, okay, another team would pick him in the first, in the second round, which I agree with, all I keep thinking is like just just don't. Let someone else be let someone else be the idiot,
1: Mark. If you have to put out a PR statement explaining why you picked someone,
0: then you shouldn't have picked probably
1: assigned to not pick them like I, don't know, I, I was watching when the draft when that happened, and I was watching my brother, and our jaws just dropped when he made that pick. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't think I said a word for about three or four minutes. I was just like, "There's no way Mark Benjamin just did this." Yeah.
0: I, 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 I'm just on your side, and um, and I think what really. What really annoyed me, or annoyed me. What 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 was the worst part of it? Was the the statement that Jeff Molson released yesterday. That was, uh, like, the amount of. I'm reading through this and just going. He, he and it was something. Um, there was some line, um, there was there was some line where he was like, you know, we regret, you know, choosing him. We were we regret the the, the actions that we took. Something along those lines, and I go. Then why'd you pick him? You you don't regret this if you picked him, like there's there's, like nothing is. Like I, I don't see a, a a. I don't I don't see any apology here because all you're saying is, oh we regret that we picked this player. No, you didn't because you clearly you clearly don't because you picked him.
1: Also, the worst part of that statement is the timing of it. Oh, he, exactly. It right when free agency started when nobody is thinking about that, they're all thinking about who's the next guy that's going to get paid a whole lot of money to play for my hockey team. Yes.
0: And that's, and, and that's the worst part is that they put it, they put it in to, uh, to cover up, to cover up what's actually happening, or not to cover up, to, uh, to, to make sure it all gets lost in the free agency shuffle. And I, I and, and that's, and that was just such a, that was such a, um, that that was such a low, uh, a low blow. I, f- I felt because I'm like that's that's not the time that you release it, and it took it took Jeff Molson's statement to finally uh, issue an apology to this woman after a week of of all of this going down. It took it took Jeff Molson's statement to finally say, excuse me, to, to finally say sorry, uh, about this, which was like, yeah, six days to a week after, um after it happened um, and I, I, I I'm at a loss for words at how disgusted I really am with the Montreal Canadians right now. The Montreal Canadians are supposed to be a premier organization like when it comes to organizations it goes like Leafs, Montreal Canadians, New York Rangers like those are the top three when it comes to premier and to see to, to see a premier organization do something like this it's it's disgusting it's unbelievable. And I, I I I and what 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 made me so mad is that nothing that the Montreal Canadians said is anything about oh we're gonna help him, we're gonna help him. What about someone helping her? No one is helping her, and I'm I'm just I, I'm I'm very I'm very disappointed in, in the Montreal Canadians. I'm I'm disgusted, really. And yeah. That's, that's really all I can say is I'm disgusted at the Montreal Canadians with their, with their decision and, and so, so, and the fact that they're, they keep apologizing for this when really the only when really what they should have done was just not picked him anyways. And there's so, and through this statement and through this statement it, I, I don't even know if they even want him still. And all I keep thinking is, is just, it's I'm, I, I'm at a loss for words.
1: Especially in the wake of the Blackhawks scandal, like it's just you knew you had to know.
0: Yep, and, and this here's how another... it
1: was going to be a PR nightmare. Mm-hmm.
0: And also, um, uh, and Mark, sorry, Mark Bergevan was also a part of the Blackhawks scandal. That's not going away. But, that is not going away. And here's and here's what what we as fans need to do. We need to keep the heat on these teams. We have to keep the heat on these teams. Chicago is going to try to try to cover up their tracks with all these moves, keep the heat on them. Montreal is going to try to do that too. We got to keep the heat on them as fans. This is the only way we can grow. And I'm going to, I'm going to end this with, I'm going to end this segment, uh, this segment, this, this part with um, Ian Mendez on the athletic Said on the athletic podcast. I, I can't, I don't remember who he was with, but he said something along the lines of um, women are not put on this planet for us to make learning curves out of, for us to, for us to, um, you know, make learning examples of, of. like, that's not what they're here for. And we as NH and I, I couldn't have said it better than myself and we as NHL fans. And frankly, like us as male NHL fans need to keep the heat on the Montreal Canadiens and, and even, even the Chicago Blackhawks to show them that this is not right, what they are doing and what they have done. So I, I, I'm going to leave that part, i'm gonna leave that part here uh and make a make an unfortunate turn to just talk about to go back to free agency but we just just remember that to all everyone watching is keep the heat on to all these teams so switching uh excuse me so, so switching back to uh what montreal did uh they so montreal signed uh david savard from the tampa bay lightning which uh as a leaf fan i hate this deal but if i'm a montreal fan i definitely like this deal it's a very it's a very good deal uh 3.5 for four years the exact same deal that joel edmondson has
1: it's a good Um, deal and a francophone
0: and a francophone which is which realistically like that's that's something that they needed uh they actually signed two francophones they signed cedric paquette as well um and there might there might have been someone else that I'm forgetting, but uh I but they signed uh Savard and Cedric Paquette. Um
1: they signed Chris Weidman from the KHL as well.
0: Yes, yes. Um uh so like like I said, this deal from Montreal's perspective works perfectly. Ray handed shot. They need someone who's gonna fill that Shea Weber void. Um, because um, unfortunately it looks like Shea Weber's not gonna play this season, which I mean, like that's that's really that's really terrible for them because they, they needed they, – like, that's, that's their captain, that's their leader, and for him not to be there is a real hard pill to swallow. But to get someone like David Savard, you know, uh, Quebec guy, uh, French-Canadian, even Cedric Paquette to a, to, a, to a certain extent who has a lot of experience, uh, actually from the, from the Lightning as well, even though I think last year he played with the Senators and someone else so I'm forgetting. Yeah.
1: Um, no, he's traded to Ottawa from Tampa.
0: He was traded to Ottawa from Tampa? Yes, um, you, did he
1: you for Carolina too?
0: I think yes. I think that's what it was. That's what yeah. it was. Um, this is a very uh, these are these are two these are two good signings. I think I think in a way the Savard, the Savard signing is kind of like the it's kind of like the God what's his name Morazic signing where it's just it filled, it fills a much a much needed void uh, at that position. Uh, right-handed shot, big burly defenseman uh, going to help out, help out a lot. Um, supposedly, supposedly, uh, the Canadians are in on, on Jack Eichel and I, I heard that, um, Buffalo really wanted Ben Sherratt and probably some other guys too. Uh, oh, they also signed Mike coffin who I forgot about.
1: Yeah. That was the name I was going to say. He fills their power play quarterback or I'm not your sure play quarterback, but he fills your, uh, Bomb the point That you're missing from Shea Weber.
0: Yeah, the, he's. Those are the one timers that you'll need. Uh, yeah. So Mike Mike Hoffman, I, I like that deal too. I actually kind of wanted him for the Leafs, but it looks like we're going to be playing against him uh, four times a year for the next three years, which great. Um, so uh, back to back. To, so the, apparently they were in on Jack Eichel, and they really wanted Buffalo wanted bench Sharot and probably first uh, and some other guys. Um, probably a fucking
1: yummy or something of the yeah yeah yeah.
0: So speaking of Cockney, Cockney, I mean, needs a contract. That's going to be interesting to see uh, where that, where that plays as well as our Terry yeah. Yeah. Um. So Montre- Montreal they does.
1: Armia as well.
0: They did sign Joel Armia, which I, I wanted to see Armia hit free agency just because he was a very, very good penalty killer for them. A very, very good. Uh, it was a, it was a very, it was a very good uh, player for them in the playoffs. I wanted to see him hit free agency, but that didn't happen uh so that that's 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 where that's where Montreal sits so some good some good depth pickups as well as David Savar. I think Cedric Paquette's gonna gonna fill in uh quite nicely and really some some tidy work by Mark Bergevin um and I, I think Montreal's still gonna if they can get uh Lekinen and uh, Kakanami on some nice deals I think they'll, they'll still be good and probably the best division in hockey let's be honest um and and yeah, so that's that's really where Montreal where Montreal sits right now. Uh, so now we're going to go to the most fun team in Canada, in the Edmonton Oilers. Oh boy. So Edmonton, so Edmonton. First off, signed my boy, my heart and soul, Zach Hyman, to a seven-year, five-point-five million dollar deal. Now. Zach Hyman um, is a staple in Leaps Nation and a wonderful, wonderful human being and, a, and an amazing player. Would I have given him this contract? No. Do I miss him? I wish he was still at the Leafs. Yes. In a way, like, it feels, it, it, it's like, it, it's, it's one of the things where it's like you, you lost him and you know why you lost him, but you didn't want to lose him. So that's that's where I'm at with Zach Hyman. The
1: the thing with Zach Hyman, though, is that contract, the teams that are successful, like you look at Tampa, you always want to find the next Zach Hyman mm-hmm. before you have to pay him a lot of money. Yes, Like you look at what Tampa did, Blake Coleman, Barkley Goodrow, those are both guys that got fat contracts. But they're so much less valuable when they're making five or three and a half than when they're making less than two. Mm-hmm.
0: And Zach, Zach Hyman, I realistically, he was on a bargain of a contract for for four years. And I remember people thinking that the Leafs slightly overpaid for him because he was making two, two, five for four straight years. And people were like, "Ooh, that's that's a little too much." And realistically, it was a bargain contract. And seeing now that's a lot. He's he's the third highest paid player on the Oilers.
1: I mean, here's the thing with the Oilers. They kind of need to um, do this because McDavid and Dreisaitl, uh, they're getting another prime. And I think the way they're looking at it is we need to win now. And as long as we win in the next few years, if we're screwed in like year five, six, and seven of some of these long-term contracts.
0: We'll just have to eat it all right sorry about that we uh someone lost the internet so we we're talking about the oilers uh and the zach hyman deal um it's it's a long one like it's just a long one and we were talking about how like mcdavid and dry they only have a limited number of years left they're both their contracts mcdavid and dry contracts both end when they're 25. um dry sidles uh is gonna end in four years and mcdavid's in five so they got a window and so i i kind of understand this pick.
1: But their decor, oh boy,
0: it's bad. They, it's, uh, and it just got worse. It got so much worse.
1: They like, revamped it, but it's not better.
0: They revamped it. It's so much worse. Uh, so the, uh, they did sign Derek Ryan, like we said, which isn't a bad a bad deal. I hear that they're that they're really trying to get Darnell Nurse resigned, which that's that's their best defenseman. But like, okay, so they re so they signed so they traded for Duncan Keith, which that's we we've said we're not big fans of that trade, but okay. Uh, they re-signed Tyson Berry, 30 year old Tyson Berry for three more years at 4.5. And then they signed Cody CC for four years at 3.25. Okay.
1: Here's the thing with Cody CC. Ceci. Cody CC is not a terrible defenseman. He's here, but here's my question for Ken Hall. You saw what happened when the Leafs paid him. A whole, or is it Leafs or Ottawa that paid him? The
0: Leafs oh, paid him, right? Okay, so it was it, it was a weird... The Leafs paid him 4.5 for a year yeah. because of some arbitration stupid shit, basically.
1: Well, like, you know, you saw what happened when the Leafs gave him a lot of money and played him up in the lineup. Didn't work.
0: Oh, it did you not work. You saw what
1: happened. He went to Pittsburgh. He made like a million dollars, put in the bottom pair, and he was good. He was fine. for For, for a five. Uh, if you expect to pay him three and a half for the next four years and play top four minutes, it's not gonna that's happen. That's not good.
0: They're gonna play him with Darnell Nurse. They're either gonna play him with Darnell Nurse and Dunk or Duncan Keith, and it's and I'm gonna laugh. It's gonna be so funny. It's it's gonna be fun. I can't wait. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh and then they traded Ethan Bear. Oh, they did Warren trade Fogle. trade
0: Ethan Bear to for Warren Fogle. Uh where which
1: is not a Terrible I don't trade,
0: hate. I don't hate but, Warren Fogle. Uh, I I think he's I think he's a fine pickup, but I'd, I. It's just Ethan Bear has so much upside, and I don't want. I don't know why the Oilers don't like him.
1: They needed to do more to keep Adam Larson.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah, that's that's a good. Point.
1: I even if you overpay him a little bit, I take Adam Larson at five over Cody Ceci at three. And a half.
0: And and here's my question: With 1.2 million dollars in cap space, how do you sign Warren Fogle and Kyler Yamamoto? I, d- I don't know.
1: Well, they still seem to be. Ton- oh, I I guess Koskinen would be the. Yeah,
0: I yeah. guess. But then and then you have a and then you have a tandem of Mike Smith and Alex Stalock. Like you're they not tried. going anywhere.
1: Apparently, they were runners up for Darcy Kemper. Uh, they're trying. But then why did you sign Mike Smith
0: if you wanted to get Darcy Kemper?
1: I think they were. I think their goal was to run Smith and Kemper and punt Koskinen. I,
0: like this, this team with this tandem is not is not going anywhere. And I know next
1: Oilers games are going to be fun. team knows how to, to play defense? <laughs> not a team knows <laughs> to play defense.
0: Uh, okay, and I know. Okay, this th- like this roster right here with this goaltending, this defense isn't going anywhere. And I know the Leafs probably in the in the best division might not go anywhere either. I'm actually not even sure if the Leafs are going to make the playoffs. I'm not. I'm that not. I'm not kidding.
1: Division is a shit show. After it, it's so bad. It's so bad. Like Seattle might. Seattle might win it. Like Seattle might make the playoffs. I'm serious. Vancouver has a path to finish second in that division. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there is a realistic path.
0: There's something. There's something about because like, the
1: rest of those teams are like Calgary, Seattle, Edmonton, Vancouver, L.A. Like they're just kind of, a, they're just there.
0: See, there's something about L.A. buying and having the the, the stones to just buy that makes me a little it makes me a little nervous. Now, you no,
1: know, I I I. After they made some of those moves, they picked up. Who's who their big pickup? Dino. Yeah, Pick Dino. Dino, and they got Arvidson. They like re-signed like,
0: re-sign Trevor Moore, who I who like I've, I was, I've always liked.
1: I was thinking to myself, was it a hot take that the Kings could finish second in the Pacific?
0: I don't think so, because that that cause that division's so bad. Oh my god, Dustin Brown's contract is up at the end of the year, which which every Kings fan, if there are Kings fans, are just like holla flipping holla flipping luia because that thing has been a boat anchor for a while. Okay. Do you think that if Anze Kobotar was in a bigger market, his contract would be seen as one of the worst worst in the worst in the league? Like if, if he was no, in a Canadian he's, market
1: He's still good He's not $10 million he's good not $10 million he's million dollars still good, good. Like I, He's still a top 6 center For sure yeah. On any team
0: I, I I don't know I just think that if he was in a Canadian market He'd get It's the same thing with uh, There's there's so many other players uh, But I there was a player before That I was talking about Oh Nathan McKinnon When I was talking about Nathan McKinnon uh, and the Avalanche is like if the Avalanche was in a we in a Canadian market with that talent and not making it past the second round, they'd be taking way too much crap. Um, and and I think that Anze Kobachar might be in a conversation if he was in a Canadian market for a, for one of the bad contracts in the league.
1: He's got what two or three cups though.
0: Yeah, he's, he does have two cups. So what do I know? But th- but again, that was before he signed this big extension. So uh, who, who knows? So but back you know back to the Oilers, I just. Like none of these moves inspire me. I think Zach Hyman could be a thirty goal scorer if he plays with McDavid or Drysaddle. Yeah. Um, if they put okay, but if they put him on like the shutdown line with Josh Archibald and Zach Cassian, like he's not doing anything. <laughs> like he's not doing anything if that's what they do. But um, if they put him with McDavid and Drysaddle, he'll really help out. But I, when it comes to when it comes to their RFAs, yes, they can move on from Miko Koskinen, but that you only have five million dollars to sign two players who are definitely definitely both of them are probably worth more than 2.5.
1: Yeah, Everton, their, their top six is, like, I mean, if you have McDavid and Settle in your top six, even Nugent Hopkins up there, like, yeah. you can outscore anyone.
0: Yeah, their top six
1: You have to be able to keep the puck out of the net. If Nico Kossian comes back as your backup goalie, then you're man. not
0: doing, you're doing something wrong. I'm sorry, you're not doing anything.
1: I, I watched the Canucks score four goals on him on four, four shots. straight shots. <laughs> That was that I was felt bad for Miko Koskinen as a Canucks fan. I remember, even that I was, was laughing my ass off.
0: I remember that was um, what's his name, Peter Shirelli's parting gift, yeah. literally the day before he was fired. He signed. They signed Miko Koskinen, and I still don't know how management and and upper management gave him the go the the green light to sign him to that much money right before he was right before they fired him.
1: Also, Miko Koskinen, what in what world is a goalie with a number nineteen?
0: yeah that's weird
1: but then again like
0: <laughs> i know we're switching sports the nfl just just uh just put a rule where like linebackers can wear whatever they want and like yeah. safeties can but wear like that's 19's gonna be weird. a
1: sniper's number 19's like a sniper's number <laughs> like that's is that because he looks so much number. and yeah because he likes is that because he, he, he gives looks, up so many goals that he uh
0: <laughs> that the team that the team just rocks looks, the number 19 where's the number 19 that could be that could be it um uh, the next big fish uh, from, well, not really big fish, but the next player that I had my eye on was Blake Coleman, who went to Calgary. So he's going to be right in your division. Have fun with that.
1: Uh, What is sixth... the Flames direction?
0: I have no clue. And I've said that for so long. I don't know what the Flames are trying to do. So Blake Coleman got a six-year deal at 4.9 with the Flames. And I don't know what the Flames direction is because... I've said for a long time. I think there's a reckoning coming in in Calgary because they've had all these guys, then they haven't done anything with them. Yes, I know the Leafs haven't done it either. However, they they've had these guys. How long have they had Johnny Gaudreau and Sean Monahan? He was
1: drafted in twenty fourteen ish. It's like, probably been like four or five years. So okay, so four. so.
0: They've had Johnny Goudreau since 2013. Oh, 13, 13. He was uh, I don't know when he was drafted, but they've had him they've had him on oh, the flames. Oh that long ago? Yeah. They've had him on the flames consistently. Oh, wow. Okay, so, <laughs> so so never mind. So so since 20 we we'll say so since 2014-15, he's been a consistent Calgary Flame. They've had him and Sean Monahan, even Sam Bennett, who they got they got rid of, uh, and they've had those guys for over five, six, seven years now.
1: Even Matthew Kachuk's been there for what, like three or four years now?
0: Uh, Matt Kachuk's been there five years because he and Matthew... Yeah, he he played
1: his first year after he was drafted in
0: 2016.
1: He did? I'm pretty sure he played
0: I remember he played the full year after his, uh, like, after like he was drafted in 2016 and played in the 16, 17 season the full.
1: Yeah, that's what, was, that's what I was. Yeah, saying. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that's what I meant. He played uh, for
0: the Flames. So he's, so I remember him. So, could, oh. yeah, so oh here he goes. So Johnny Goudreau was drafted in 2011, oh, wow. 104th overall, 27 years old. Um, and Matt Kachuk has been there since 2016, like we said. Yeah. And that this group of guys, this this group. Something is poison in the water there. There's something going on, where they just—it was—it's re, really been since the when when Jake Muzzin flipped the puck at Matthew Kachuk, something broke in that locker room, and like they didn't like the fact that they didn't make the playoffs in the Canadian Division, really says something to you about what's going on there.
1: Brad Treliving just keeps throwing money at people, hoping that the next guy will fix something. Why is not Brad Treliving fired? He's had five coaches
0: in his entire tenure.
1: Uh, like I'm just looking at like what they're doing, and I mean, there's all been all these rumors about trading Cudro or Monahan or Kachuk and blowing it up. They lost Giordano to Seattle,
0: which was weird.
1: Um, but like, it's one of those things where, like, the last couple of years, it's been like, okay, this is their last chance and they blow it up, and then they're like, okay, no, we're gonna sign Jacob Markstrom and Chris Tannen. We're yeah, go for it. And then it imploded, and they're like, okay, now we're gonna throw money at Blake Coleman.
0: Now we're yeah, like, and just yes, the
1: team gets better with Blake Coleman, but like, I just don't I, understand
0: what they're doing. Uh, I, uh, I'm i just as confused, my friend. And also, they, they also have th- they have three defensemen under contract right now. They have to, they have to, all these guys are RFAs. They have to re-sign Zadorov, Oliver Kill- Killington, Yusuf Shillington. Alamaki. Oh, Shillington, okay. Uh, Yusuf Alamaki and Connor Mackey. And they, and like, they're, they have three defensemen right now. And they have to, Look. they have to re-sign Dylan dubey and Glenn Godden as well.
1: Um, Tannum and Hannafin is a legit shutdown pair. That's a good pair. After that, but they literally. What don't else have do you
0: have? <laughs> they have Rasmus Anderson, and then nothing else. They have no one else under contract.
1: Like, Jacob Markstrom, he'll carry the load. He'll give you, like, he will play a lot. They don't even. Wasn't really great that. last you don't need year. not much with Jacob Markstrom. He wasn't great last He's, year, though. Like, but he, the thing with Markstrom is he will. He'll be a soldier. He'll play yeah. a whole lot of games, uh, and he likes that. Uh, mm-hmm. The problem is, if he gets hurt, what happens?
0: And now the, now the question that you have is, Johnny Goudreau and Matthew Kachuk's deals are all up in the air. Johnny Gaudreau's a UFA, and Matthew Kachuk's an RFA. And
1: Goudreau's no-trade clause just kicked in.
0: His no-trade clause just kicked in. So, so he,
1: he can give a list of five teams that he's going to be traded to.
0: I... And and they have to so then they have to choose. They have to choose whether which direction they want. I would pick Matthew Kachuk, not because I don't not because Johnny Goudreau's a terrible player. It's just because he hasn't got it done. And Matthew Kachuk, I think, is a player that you that you should build your build your team around. But I'm I'm really confused as to what Calgary's doing. I thought they were gonna blow it up, but they didn't because they went and picked I'm uh, sorry, went and signed Blake Coleman. They still have twelve, they still have thirteen million in cap space, which is a lot of money.
1: Like but, look at the Flames, and again, it's this whole Pacific Division. Like, they could make the playoffs, of course, because the division is disgustingly bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, any of those teams I list, like I think San Jose and Anaheim, are, you're pretty much a write-off. Both yeah. those teams are bad. Vegas is going to win the division. It's not going to be close. Any mm-hmm. of those other five teams: Seattle, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, L.A. Mm-hmm. If you put any of those five teams in second and third, I wouldn't like. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: It wouldn't be surprised. Uh, so so that's so that's it with the Flames. Um so sh- so the Chicago, the Chicago Blackhawks did some very or interesting <laughs> um the Chicago Blackhawks made some very interesting moves. Um, they spent a lot of money. Yeah, they spent a lot a lot a lot, lot of money. Uh, so uh, so they made a trade <laughs> to get Mark Andre Fleury. Um who might not play for them and might or might play for them? Who and apparently he might retire. Um. Oh my God. I'm looking. I'm looking at. uh They're just they're cap friendly right now. They have. So. So after so in two years, they have zero forwards under. Uh, they have one forward under contract, and that's Alex DeBrincat.
1: Like. Oh, because the Kane and Taves contracts. Because are... the Kane
0: and, the Kane and Taves contracts are finally up in two years. Um, and I don't even know if, I hope Jonathan Tays plays this year. Um, I know he had a rough, uh, he had a rough year. Uh, it was a battle with COVID, uh, sadly. And I hope that, I hope that he plays this year, but, uh, they, they're in a, they're in a weird position. Um, they have to re-sign Alex Nylander, uh, and Brandon Hagel,
1: um, or Hagel. I don't know. (laughs) Um, the part I'm most confused about with this Blackhawks team is why they didn't qualify Pia Suter.
0: Why was everyone all over this guy? I think Detroit got him, but everyone was like I want this guy, I want this guy. And I was because I was so I was so weirded out by it.
1: He played middle 6 minutes as a rookie and was like he got Calder votes. Okay. So like he, he's he's like he's not like a game breaker, but like he's a useful beast.
0: Mhm. Um well, was, uh, Detroit finally got the Detroit got the, the biddings on him and won him. Um and signed him to three point two for two years.
1: But, I mean you um, spent all this money. The flurry thing
0: the flurry thing was is uh, weird to me.
1: If I was he so plays good. for the Blackhawks, it's great. Good job, Chicago. If he doesn't, you just gave the Vegas Golden Knights seven million dollars in cap space for absolutely nothing.
0: Jack Eichel, here we go. <laughs> that's that's what like i i i sent that uh i have a cousin who's a who lives in chicago and is a hawks fan and i sent him i was like uh can you explain this to me he's like uh, i i i have no i have no idea i have no clue i don't know what's going on
1: like, um uh, here's the thing if flurry plays for the blackhawks you got him for nothing
0: yeah if
1: he doesn't you just gave vegas cap flexibility
0: mm-hmm. and flurry's only got a year left on his contract which that like okay that makes sense so, I at, at see. Here's the thing: we're at a we're at a point in this in this flat cap league where the Vesna Trophy winner just got shipped away for absolutely nothing.
1: Cap space is the most valuable commodity in the league
0: it, right now. It, it is. It really is. And and then they and then they made a trade for Seth Jones and extended him, uh, for nine and a half million.
1: That contract is going is to be nuts.
0: bad. That contract going to be bad.
1: I mean, well, he's the third highest paid defenseman in the league now. And uh, the two guys above him are, are Carlson uh, and, and Doughty. And neither of those contracts eventually. are good. Yes.
0: And I, I, I was surprised. I was surprised they gave him all that. Because has Seth jo- I know Seth Jones has been in Columbus for how long, and he's kind of hid there, which I understand. But like, is he 9.5 worthy? Uh, here's here's the
1: thing with Seth Jones. He's a horse. He is. He'll play, he'll play 30 minutes a night. The thing with Seth Jones, it's funny, is the analytics guys hate him. The, the hockey oh, guys the love ana- him.
0: The analytics guys hate him and the hockey guys love him. All the right. Hockey
1: guys love him. The analytics guys think he's terrible.
0: So. Man, it's so weird. It's, it's so weird the like the it's so. It's just so weird the the fight between the analytics people and the just hockey minded people. Like, and it and it was bad for a really long time. And now it's kind of just it's kind of evened out. But it's always like, is he good at analytics, or is he, or is he just a good hockey guy? Is he is he a good player? Does he come from a good family? Is he a good person?
1: So, and they oh, did. I got that in stage with Pierre Maguire.
0: I'm pretty sure we talked about that, but
1: wow, is that funny?
0: Um, they did sign it. They did also trade for his brother in the in the yeah. Duncan Keith trade. They got Caleb Jones.
1: That's so, that was the theme of the draft. They and then got they got Colton
0: Doc Colton Dock as well. Who I I'm a big fan of Kirby Doc. I think he's a great player, and I, if he's if Colton's anywhere as good as Kirby, I think that I think that's a good pickup. But I I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the Seth Joe's extension. Um, And if there's going to be a comparable one, it'll be one that uh, Colorado just signed where they gave – Colorado division rival where they signed uh, Kel McCarr for six years at $9 million, which I would much rather give him that than uh, than Seth Jones.
1: I think a better comparable is the Dougie Hamilton contract in that they're both, like, close to being UFAs. So I think that'll be an interesting thing to look at those two guys and compare that. I'd still –
0: can I say this about the Dougie uh, Hamilton? About the Dougie Hamilton contract? Where did the New Jersey Devils come from? Like where? Where
1: were you? What What happened with you? How did? Because they have a stupid amount of cap space and nobody. But to you're restart. not good. <laughs> but they have cap space.
0: But but they're not. And here's the thing for Dougie <laughs> Hamilton. Uh, why would you go to this team? They're not good. I know you'll make a, a lot you, of money,
1: but like, they're not over good. Sixty billion dollars for the next seven years. Okay. They could like, be good soon, maybe. With who?
0: They got rid of so they have Nico Heesher and uh, Nico Heischer
1: and Jack Hughes.
0: And Jack Hughes something. and then like I mean, I know Luke Hughes is now in the system. They have Andre Andreas contract, which wow, thank God the Leafs got rid of him because that is a terrible deal. Good That's job, Dubis. Yeah. Good job, Dubis.
1: I mean they're they're building something they're not they're not close to being there yet, but they're building something.
0: I think the Blackwood they, is a good goalie. They spend—they have more money in their defense than they do in their forwards.
1: I mean, PK Subban and Dougie Hamilton are making a combined eighteen million dollars. Um, Still, they have no forwards. That's the thing like, is, all their all their players are like on ELCs. Yes, like that's—they're that's... they're so young, which is why they felt like, okay, we can make the jump with Dougie Hamilton, and once we get good, he'll be like three or four years deep into that contract. I...
0: I don't, I don't see them actually being good. I don't see them being good in a while, um, but hey, I, I don't run the New Jersey Devils. I wish them luck, but I just, I don't see them actually being a competitive team. The Colorado Avalanche, on the other hand, I see them as again a Stanley Cup favorite because they re-signed Gabriel Landeskog to a really, really good deal. That I was that seven I'm, by seven. I'm a really oh, seven by eight or eight years, seven million. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, really, really really big fan of this contract and and they did and so they they did some tidy work they did this contract the the kel mccarr contract and uh made a trade for darcy camper we we earlier on uh, uh are you are you not a fan of the darcy camper darcy camper deal
1: uh, it for me it was a desperate trade Oh, hundred percent. They lost Phil Grubauer, who they thought they were gonna resign. They gave up a lot for Darcy Kemper. I mean, at this point, at the way in their competitive window, they had to make this trade.
0: Oh yeah.
1: But it's uh, we'll see. He's got one year left. If he can stay healthy, that's really good. Like the Colorado's in good hands. But their goaltending situation. Still scares me a little bit, but the rest of their team is insane.
0: Yeah, and I think I, I think you hit the nail right in the head. Where their their goaltending situation is scary, seeing as after this year they have no goalies in their contract, and they they're gonna have to commit to to, to one of those goalies. But all all of, like they have all their guys. They have all their guys back. Nathan McKellen's still in the best deal in the league. Um, who's I see. I think that what I thought that they would do, I thought they'd get rid of Nazem Kadri. I did think I did think they would get rid of Kadri after last year, but they didn't. Um and I I think I think that I, I don't think that we should worry much that, that the Colorado Everett should really worry about uh about their team because I think it is very good. And well, we're gonna
1: win their division. It'll be fine. Uh, right.
0: but, yeah. but Darcy Darcy Camper, <laughs> Darcy it's all on Darcy Camper. It's really all on Darcy Kemper. The Avalanche can only score so much, and hopefully, um, hopefully they they would do well, so we don't have to do a whole uh, a whole thing with uh, what's his name asking uh, Nathan McKinnon and he's like, you know what, just fuck it, and uh, you know, <laughs> I can't I don't remember who it was, but it's, I, can't, I can't remember who it was, but it was, it was Adrian a, Dater. Adrian Dater. I knew it was something Adrian. he'd just be like, are you just kind of like you know, fuck it, who cares? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was the funniest question I've ever heard. In my I
0: never, life. I never laughed so hard. Just being like, "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. So back, back to the Avalanche. Uh, they're a great team. They just got to break through that. They got to break through the ceiling. They're in a way, they're like the Leafs with the fact that the Leafs just have to make it pass. Yeah, the,
1: the second round. the second first. round
0: instead of the first. The Canucks just have to, you know, make it to a round. Um.
1: Hey, we went around a couple. Of years
0: I know, years I know. I was in the bubble. Does that really count? I'm joking. I'm joking. Um,
1: yeah, no no earlier. It's
0: debatable. Er, earlier, <laughs> oh, so before we before Sahar and I actually talked about like, yo, what if the like what if the avalanche just like offers sheet Patrick Line and give and give up a first? You're going to give up a first anyway the deadline. Why don't you just give it up now? But they ended up giving that first to Dar- for Darcy Camper. So, and here's the thing about the Camper trade. Uh, I was like, yo, any team that's trading for Darcy Camper should be like, I you give me whatever I want because you have zero leverage.
1: And I think that's just what happened. Does Arizona have a team? Um let's let's check. Let's do see. they have any players besides like Phil Kessel and Clayton Keller?
0: They they have Jay Beagle, Antoine Roussel, and Louis <laughs> Right. Arizona.
1: Right. So they have Clay- I want to see them all on a line together. That's all <laughs> so, I want to see for the other. So they have
0: uh they have 13 forwards under contract. Clayton Keller, Phil Castle. Yo, I need that Phil Castle contract to end now so the Leafs can get a couple can get a million in gap trade. Um so Clayton Keller, Phil Castle, Louis Erickson, Nick Schmaltz, Christian Dvorak, um D- Dimitri Yaskin, Antoine Roussel, <laughs> Jay Beagle, Lawson Krauss, Johan Larson, Ryan Dezingle, Christian Fisher, and Liam O'Brien. And then on I'll defense, what
1: Andrew Ladd? It's not even there.
0: And then on defense, yes. uh, on defense, it's Anton Stralman, Jacob Chekran, Shane Gostas-Beer, and uh, Ilya Labushkin. And then Kata, Kata Hutton at seven hundred and fifty at seven hundred and fifty grand. <laughs> <laughs> seven
1: hundred fifty grand is their only. goal. They do still- went from Buffalo to Arizona. Yep. Um.
0: And uh. And they, they do have – they have $11 million in cap space to sign two defensemen, a goalie, and a goalie and maybe some uh...
1: – Arizona or Buffalo, who's worse once Buffalo trades John Keichel? <laughs>
0: that's a good – I think it's still Buffalo. I think mean, it's still Buffalo. But I don't think for Arizona – Arizona has five second-round picks next year. They have oh, seven picks. Yeah. They have seven they're picks in the first two rounds. Like, like that, that's, that's going to help, but just – It's the OKC Thunder model. It's the OKC Thunder model. That's a very, that's a very, very good way of putting it. Um, um, we we might have we have time. What what's next? What's next? Um, uh, Braden points extension is a lot of fucking money, but it's less than ten million dollars. So screw the so screw the uh Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, Braden points
1: really good.
0: I know, I know he is. That's not like too many people are like fuck Mitch Marner, fuck you. And I'm just like, you know what? Who cares? I'm I'm at this point where I'm just like. I, I'm so sick. His agent of,
1: did a good job. His
0: agent did a good job. Like who cares? But but here's my thing. Okay, next year how are how are the Tampa Bay Lightning in any worse of a position? Okay, they're or they're probably in a better position. What are I talking? About. But they're in a, they're in a similar position to the Leafs with Kucherov nine point five point nine point five, Samko's eight point five, Hedman seven point eight seven five, and then Vasilevsky at nine point five. Like they're they're both in a very similar similar boat.
1: So it'll be interesting next year. They lost their entire third line.
0: Yeah. So who do they? And they just signed Zach Bogosian, who I loved, but uh, Tampa, you you bastard you bastards. That's all I gotta say. It's just you bastards, um, man. Alex Kalorn still has two years left. Like I thought they were gonna, I thought they were gonna get rid of that.
1: Winnipeg revamped their decor.
0: Wait, did I miss something? When did they get the signing rights to Corey Perry? Who? They they got the rights to Corey Perry somehow. i hmm. might, I uh Tampa. Oh, I must have missed that. I uh, did not see that. Maybe
1: what? they just signed him and they're waiting on details.
0: Um, uh, maybe. I see that they have. I, I saw. I see they have his rights. Did I miss a trade? I must have missed a trade. Hold on. NHL trade track. They probably just they probably just traded him for like an eighth round pick or something like that. Well, he's uh, free agent. I know he's a free agent, but they 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 um I I know I know that you can you can trade the rights to players who are uh, cap friendly.
1: If a team signs a guy and they haven't given the dollar amount yet, they just throw him on the team and say he's still a free. Agent.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, so it looks like he's going to flipping uh, Tampa Bay. He's going to the team that beat him twice because that's just what happens. <laughs> um. All right. So I think I think we could end it there. There was a lot of stuff we covered. I need some water. I am exhausted. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Trev, for for coming on. Uh we will see you all uh, next episode.